Now, the accountability partner no one asked for, Kevin McCreary. Here's Say Goodnight, Kevin. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Say Goodnight, Kevin podcast. I am here with two amazing young men. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Way younger than me. I am very, very old. I'm 80. Uh, Who want to talk about all kinds of things. I want to talk with them about all kinds of things. I actually have already been on their podcast, and we talked about some really deep stuff. On this Mm. episode, we probably won't. It'll be real (laughs) surfacey. I don't know how to go deep. I just know. I know how to criticize bad Christian movies. And fortunately, both of these guys have been in one recently. It's called... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's called Miracle on Highway 34. I don't is... appreciate that chuckle one bit. <laughs> you don't appreciate me. Uh... Look, if I didn't laugh, people would think I really think the movie's really bad. And, uh... and I don't want them to know what I think of it yet. Uh, I don't know if I want to know what you think about it. Ever. It's Joseph Holmes and Nathan Clarkson. You guys might remember Nathan from the movie Thy Neighbor. One of my favorite Most movies people. to review. I get a lot of comments about that. Like from I do too. I got a lot of comments from people who I didn't know watched my reviews. Uh, mm, interesting. Who watched that review and they were like, "What was the deal with that?" <laughs> it was and a great movie. To tell you the deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks that for having is, us on, Kevin. Yes, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Now, you guys have your own podcast. Like I said, I was on it. We talked about some. Uh, deeper stuff. I honestly, you remember what we talked about? No, too. I don't. <laughs> Probably some deeper stuff. I know you guys get into deeper stuff. I don't remember if we did. Uh, we, we absolutely, we did. absolutely did. It's okay. one of it's it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, good. Mine episode. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but you guys just started fairly recently. Yeah, we just started during the pandemic. Yeah. Well, it kind of came out of this place of. Joseph and I both live in New York City, and we often have this practice of going to movies or going to dinner, either just ourselves or our little friend group, and just talking ad nauseum about literally everything, very often movies and art and faith and philosophy and theology. And because we are two um, young men, we said the whole world needs to listen to what we have to say. Sure, Wouldn't this be great if we just recorded these conversations? So that's pretty much what we did. And we got bored during the pandemic and the in the lockdown. We're like, let's just start recording ourselves narcissistically, yeah. talking about the things that we like. And here we are. You guys were like, look, you know what's something, yes. you know what never has been done? <laughs> Two, <laughs> what, 30 something, you guys, yep, yep. yeah, 30 something year old white guys. <laughs> Make starting a podcast. Straight Christian, yes. Yeah, Yeah. don't forget that. We could we get straight Christian guys. Yeah. This never been done. We literally did that joke ourselves the first two episodes on our (laughs) podcast, and I got messages from people saying, Don't make that joke ever again. Why? (laughs) We made it again. And we did make it again. Yeah, that's like the when they said, Don't ever bring the bees back on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) And so they did it even more. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I was very, you I was very happy just that punks our... like that. It, yeah, yes, we are. Right. Yeah, exactly. Bad boys. nonconformists. Yeah, Bad boys. It's true. <laughs> you guys are probably listening to Reliant K and Blink One Eighty Two and Skillet, Casting Crowns Skillet. Forever, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, so it's called Overthinkers. Is the yes. name of the podcast. 
Yep. And uh, outside of talking to me about what's wrong with me and why do I keep criticizing Christian movies, what else <laughs> do you guys talk about on there? Yeah, we like to talk about, um, you know, Connecting pop culture and theology. One of our favorite, one of our first episodes we did was on, you know, nihilism in pop culture, like, you know, Rick and Morty and things like that. So we do, you know, uh, philosophy and pop culture. We talk about, you know, Christian films or Christian arts, you know, that uh, we had uh, Tyler Smith early on to talk about that. And uh, just, it's just whatever we think is like we're interested in talking about. We, we, we sort of pitched it as we want to, you know, there are places that are on the internet where they talk about theology and whenever they try to talk about artistic things or pop culture, cultural things, they sound like they don't know what they're talking about. And when there are places that talk about culture and talk about, you know, pop culture or, or trends of the day, but they sound like they don't have any memory of things that people thought about um, beyond or five minutes ago or understanding theology of theology or, or faith. Philosophy. Yes. Yeah. So like faith or philosophy, it's like, okay, you don't understand faith or philosophy. So we tried to be a podcast where we could talk about both of those things. So mm. it's like, you know, we've, we've talked about cancel culture. We've talked about, we've talked about various things that are in the news or that we're interested in, or you think our audience is interested in. And, uh, you know, from a, from a, a both a faith or a, a pop culture or cultural savvy perspective. So you say that uh, you <laughs> you both had this look on your faces like, uh oh, is that the question? That... Yes, <laughs> yes, this Kevin is what we were warned about. Yes, you go into the lion's den. Uh, no, well, podcast. actually, but it isn't that uh, that tough of a question. But who do you guys think you are? <laughs> now, um, what it, what is your background uh, that you that you you know? If people are talking about these two topics or these types of topics, um, where do you guys come from in that regard? Sure. Well, for me, uh, I was raised in a family of authors and artists and academics. So I was educated from a young age on philosophy and theology and all those things, as well as art, as well as music and all these, these aspects that kind of made up who I am and the things I'm passionate about and interested in. And then I went on to study acting in New York and I've been an actor. Um, interestingly enough, in both Hollywood and the faith-based world for Whoa. the past 10, Hollywood 12 and years. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood and Hollywood, all in one, baby. Yeah. And so it's interesting, to, having been in both of these worlds, I see the idiosyncrasies and inconsistencies in both of them, both culture and faith culture and art and film and all these different things. So it's interesting to me to be at this, quote-unquote, intersectional place um, where I have this kind of view on all these different things. I'm very passionate about them and interested in them. And I rarely find people who can, who, not necessarily who are just interested in them, because I think everyone's interested in movies and faith, but who can speak well. And Joseph is one of these people who comes from somewhat of a similar experience and understanding. And so for me, um, yeah, I guess my background is uh, reading lots of books, watching lots of movies, and eventually acting and making movies and writing books. And so this just seems like the natural outlet um, to talk ad nauseum about the things I'm interested in. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a similar thing. I mean, you know, my, um, I was, uh, raised by two ordained ministers. My mom and my dad were both ordained ministers. Oh, that's they a met. sin. So I have been told, so yeah. I have been told, um, but, um, no, they met, both met at seminary and, and then hmm. they raised me and my sister. Sounds and, like a uh, liberal seminary to me. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, uh, they, uh, yes. And so then, you know, my favorite childhood memories are sitting around the dinner table talking about, you know, the movie we just watched and them connecting, showing how it connects to, uh, theology and the, the things they liked to nerd out about, which was theology. And so then, 
And I also like, you know, uh, Nathan, I, I went to New York city and I, I, you know, studied film and I, and also studied philosophy and uh, politics and economics. And then I, I've gotten into the indie filmmaking scene. And so it was really kind of amazing because we we met at a Christian film festival. And then when he had one of my, uh, we both had films that were playing there. And then and, we uh, just- Excuse me, I was nominated for a Christian Oscar at this film festival. Oh, that's right. You haven't mentioned oh. that in the past five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, but I wasn't recording yet, so. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that's right. I hadn't told you guys I was recording yet. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, so we met. So we met there, and uh, then we, you know, uh, Nathan moved up was moved up to New York City, and he said, "Hey, let's let's touch base." And we both met, and it was it was fantastic because I had just been, you know, talking, like, complaining to my mom that it's it's very difficult to find people who in New York City who have a similar kind of bent toward me of a love of the arts, but a love of Christian tradition in the in the way that I do and to talk about things in that way. And so we met together. It was just it was fantastic. And so we just had all those amazing conversations. And then we meet very quick, probably far too quickly. We decided that this this has to be a podcast. Wow. You guys um, jumped in too quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah. So no, it was, it's great. So you're no, that's telling so, me so background in the in the in the realm of arts and indie film. There aren't a lot of people who know a lot about theology and economics and... <laughs> there you know there's there there is a little bit there there is a little bit of that i mean you know a lot of what people in the arts because you know people in the arts like to specialize in the things they're interested in sure which is the arts mm-hmm. and i like to be free to experiment and kind of experiment with self-expression yeah and they tend to be feel like if you talk about philosophy or economics or things like that they're a little bit scared they're like okay this is going to be somebody who's going to try to tell me I have to think, overthink what I'm uh, feeling or want to express mm. or oppress me with religion or oppress me with, you know, uh, people, things people thought before me um, or things like that. So there's a little bit of a, of a, a non-specialization in those areas or um, just a lack of knowledge because I'm interested or a little bit of an apprehension sometimes. So that's yeah. what I find oftentimes. Yeah. I mean, I've seen independent films that are, you know, that do explore a lot of like, Pretty deep theological uh, ideas and concepts, which is what I often feel is lacking in Christian film is Mm. like these are you're dealing with some some stuff that is is some very uh, things that have a lot of unknowns or a lot of like obscurities is the type of thing that I find interesting to dive into. But you have to do it in a way that's accessible. So then I'll see indie films that I'm like, well, I think they said something deep. But <laughs> I don't know. See, because much see. like you guys, I grew up with a family uh, as well. But mine was more of like janitors <laughs> and machines. And, uh, <laughs> so I didn't, you know, I, I'm more of a lay person, I think, in that yeah. regard. But I do find all of that very interesting uh, and and enjoy deep thought. And to me, even like not deep thinkers will find a lot of these Christian films to be uh, not very deep, you know, to be very shallow, <laughs> which is a pretty scathing review. It's interesting because You're not wrong. As jo- Joseph and I were talking and I, and I think Kevin, you overlap in this, um, niche kind of, uh, uh, culture community as well, in which you have this high love for good art, for beautiful movies, mm-hmm. for beautiful, uh, music, for well-written literature. You have this high desire and love for these 
quality things of the world, but you also have a high desire and appreciation and love for your faith. Mm. And it's sad now that we live in a time and there's you know, a whole conversation how we got here. We live in a time in which those are often so segregated. So I think yeah. one of my uh, <laughs> quote unquote callings in life is to try to bring those back together and show that there can be um, beautiful quality, good art um, that that is an aspect of God. He is a creator. He's an artist, um, and that can coincide with a deep faith. Um, and that these things need not be on opposite end of the spectrum, but actually well, can exist at the same time in a beautiful way. Well, that's the thing is that the the fact that we live in a time where they are segregated is extremely weird in human history. I mean, you know, yeah. most um, forms of art started out as you know parts of religious ceremonies or religious expression, and even as early you know late as you know the. Uh, uh, Middle Ages, you know, the resurgence of, of theater and plays, it started out as a church thing that people would do, and it would expand it into the secular space. And so um, we live in a very weird time where something like film, film was like one of the first art forms to be created after the world was, or, or the, the sort of the culture was sort of secularized, um, which is sort of one of the challenges of film is people trying to do religious stuff in it, is some of that language, uh, film-specific language hasn't come in through the heritage um but uh yeah it just shows what a weird time we're living in that it's interesting are asking those questions early feature films were uh were christian and early silent films um you know the passion was not mel gibson's version but that was one of the first uh there's another version yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's called the bible ever heard of it I like how both you guys are like, uh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Yes. I'm an actor. Like, I don't know my field. I just... Uh... You feel it. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, it is interesting. I think it's more in uh, Christians abandoned. Um, I mean, yes. we, if yeah. you, you didn't mention Tyler Smith, and he talks a good bit about that um, yeah. in his film... Uh, whatever it's called who knows real redemption real redemption (laughs) i can't can't fit everything in in my brain real redemption i can't remember the names of my friends films but um (laughs) no it it is a good it is a good kind of uh it's an interesting film because he did a lot of research and and Mm. put a lot in there i've i've pitched to him that i'd like to do it again but with uh or maybe do a sequel but but interview some of these people you know, kind of yeah. people mm-hmm. that because he I don't know that he knew that he could, you know, uh, but I know that all of these guys want to do interviews. Well, if, God, if God leads him to that. Right. And will, I can Kevin. I can get I can talk to God and get them. to. Uh... No, I think it would have a cell phone cause, number. Yeah, because some of these things that he talked about, I know that he could get more than what's out there for mm. his film, you know, just to talk yeah. about some of these, like, you know, what, what is the world, you know, like the Kendricks or the, the, the pure flicks is, right. you know, uh, David pure flick, I think would love to hop in on, uh, <laughs> on his, and I would love to see that where it was more, cause he, he did so much work. It, it's much more of a, uh, uh, like a research paper is, is yeah. what the, the film is. Mm. And so he's narrating it and to get some of these as stories, from yeah. from the people would be interesting. Um, yeah, the the but Tyler of, Smith, if you're listening, like well, this is the, uh, yeah, Tyler, please. This is I didn't want to do this, but I I realized in this uh, this kind of 
church discipline that I'm conducting here. <laughs> I needed to bring it before the, uh, the yeah, elders. Two other, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which we're, we're, that's us now. We are, yeah, now they, we are a court the, of three strands or whatever, exactly. or two or more gathered together <laughs> here. Yeah, that's exactly. what, that's what it is. <laughs> two or more. I'm the more for sure. You're the more. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, that, that phrase, they always talk about that in worship, but that is in the, where that is in the Bible is talking about church discipline. Yeah. There I am yeah. in the midst. Like, but they'll say it and, you know, it'll be the keyboards going and they're like, we're two or more gathered together. <laughs> yeah. There I, I am in the midst. midst. I don't really read the Bible. I just mostly watch. You should check. Pure flicks. You, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> very close. Turns out I actually haven't seen a pure flick bring up that issue. Interesting. The misinterpretation of where two or more are gathered together. <laughs> or just scripture on a whole. I haven't yeah. seen. No, no, they'll always I, put something, especially if it's like a a kind of demon possession sort of movie. Mm-hmm. They'll put uh, "We do not fight against flesh and blood." Good one at That's the beginning of those movies every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to backspace on my horror script right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my script is. I thought this was a unique idea. I was going to cast Kevin yeah. Downs and David A.R. White. It was going to be in the post-apocalypse, post-trib. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Oh man. Well. Well, this is all I wanted to talk about because this is. Fun. <laughs> right, I just cool. wanted to joke Kevin, about. Kevin, what's you know, your background? What is your background, Kevin? I don't have one. That's the thing. See, <laughs> look, here's the cool thing. A lot of the, you know, you'll see a lot of these podcasts like labeled or like the Bad Christian Podcast or or other podcasts where they're kind of like disgruntled, used to be in the Christian industry yep but yep. now they've started a podcast i skipped all that <laughs> i just went right to having a disgruntled podcast where I, I, so i don't have to even you know i don't have to apologize for some what thing what i was made the, what was the film that did it for you i'm curious what was the film you're like i'm going to do a youtube video this film deserves to be on youtube and criticized oh yeah. you know honestly like it wasn't really like that, though. I would say if there was something like that, it would be God's Not Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's a good one. I yeah. would Classic. say all growing up, like we would watch things, and and I remember seeing like I was it was at I remember seeing some Christian movie stuff, and I'm like, man, this is hokey. And even my parents were like, this is this is pretty cheesy. Was it the time changer? Uh, no, it wasn't that, but. I can't remember. There were just other, there were just different things that we would see, but McGee I rem- Sorry, sorry, continue. Probably like there was that, there's a movie that called like something Snow. I can't remember. That's my next That, that doesn't so. narrow it down something very much, Kevin. Snow. Something Christmas. The Christmas something. <laughs> the miracle of the Christmas snow. The so, Christmas yes. snow. Um, yeah, but like I remember going to youth group and seeing the Omega Code and thinking, okay, oh, yeah. What? What? <laughs> you know, and that's not even like one of the worst ones. I know. I was watching this recently, I should and watch I was like, that. "I should do a review of it because it is one of those movies that, when watching, I'm like, man, this is hokey, and and I bet you it's not any worse than like Left Behind." No, I, I I watched like a bunch of like bad Christian films and then watched that one. And I said, you know what? This one you is know. not like it's, 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 it's decent <laughs> by comparison. I do that all the time now. I'm like, I'll watch a movie and I'm like. Yeah, but <laughs> I got in trouble with my friends because I said, you know, 
Pan wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't good. It was just not, it wasn't, but it wasn't bad. And they're like, it was a horrible movie. It's like, you haven't seen horrible Look, movies. Let me like, tell I've you, seen you horrible haven't movies. been in the trenches like I have. <laughs> exactly, yes. You haven't seen Thy Neighbor. <laughs> exactly, yes. Whoa! Okay, this is interesting. So the t- there are these two different genres of films that I feel like are really, really close um, in their art. Uh, yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh. He has a whole setup I'm for sorry, that. You mean, you mean gay but and lesbian like, and Christian? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because, as you said, horror and Christian films, these mm-hmm. two um, uh, genres, which I'm sure everyone has heard this who has listened to your podcast, but they both don't care if they're good or bad. They just mm-hmm. want to see what they come for, which is either someone's throat getting slit or someone saying a prayer. Yeah. And either way, you're going to get that in one of these films and you don't care if they're good or bad, which is such an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. But okay, here's, here would be my argument against that. Uh, Here's the difference between the two is that horror fans, people go to, they'll go to a festival and they want to see the kills and they want to see the, they're coming for, that that's a part of the genre it's an it's a intentional piece that look we got some real cheesy kills in this movie yeah they're like bringing the popcorn and like yeah they just that yeah. was hilarious and awesome like, it's like the room. self-awareness yeah, yeah self-awareness. yes you watch like um you know even as far back as the the evil dead like I think that movie is so interesting because it's like a film fan and filmmakers film because you mm. can it's the movie is maybe I said this on your podcast. Who knows? I'll say it now. <laughs> that, Roll the tape. That yeah. movie is a behind the scenes of that movie. Like mm. within the movie cuz you see how he did it. You see all the like you sure. see the stop you're like, "Wow, I know how he did that stop motion. He spent a ton of time working on it. He just yeah. had a lot of and then like, you know, the arms come through the door and you see the holes that were cut into the door. So you're like, "Oh, I see how <laughs> that was done." And but that to me, that kind of like cheesiness and every like if you're everybody's laughing at the cheesy parts of those movies and it's you're supposed to because Together. that's part of the fun of those movies. Nobody's laughing <laughs> at these Christian movie films. Nobody, you know, I mean, yeah. you go to a Kendrick Brothers screening mm. and people are laughing, but they're laughing at in, at different parts that you're laughing at. Uh, yeah. They're laughing at well, the part where the kid says, boom, mind blowing. <laughs> and they're like, well, <laughs> and I think what you're saying is, and I totally agree. There's like Joseph said, there's a self-awareness about it. When you go into a horror, you're expecting cheese and you re- you revel in that cheesiness of these films. It's an attribute a, of the genre. Yes. And it's communal. But when you go to a Christian film, what you hear is this film will either do one of like three things, show Hollywood um, that we're here, uh, or it'll change the world, or it'll bring people to Christ so that you go to see these terrible, awfully, awfully made movies, but with this very serious intention that kind of blinds you to its actual quality, and it takes any self-awareness away. So you you have to watch this and say, well, this is saving people. This is showing Hollywood. And there's no self-awareness that you can't laugh at the ridiculous prayer at the end or this character doing I'll something also ridiculous. Say- you know, I mean, like for me, the the difficulty is that, you know, there are also like really well done, you know, horror films that are, you know, that you can take seriously. Obviously, it has the horror elements mm-hmm. of it, but are really well made in a, on a filmmaking standpoint. And mm-hmm. there are fewer of those in, in the uh, Christian filmmaking space. 
and uh, which is sort of the frustrating side. It's me. One I less fewer December 1st. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There you go. But no, I mean, but, and yeah, that's the thing. There are some, like there are some that I can point to that I really like, mm-hmm. but the, like, like but there are movies. Um, like horrible, yeah, well, horror movies, definitely. Yeah. But even Christian films, like there was things like, oh, but the, I would say I, but what I don't, but I don't see as many where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really well-made film because I, because I don't mind some of the attribute. I don't mind a story that's about somebody, you know, having an encounter with God or with suffering and dedicating their life to God at the end, even if Are you it's talking about with- the encounter. <laughs> no, no no but but that's a good that's a, i can see where that mistake was made yeah um but uh but i but i want it to be well executed like a lot of times people christian films get sort of you know uh criticized for the story they're telling and oftentimes i don't mind the hmm. story that's being told as much as i do the way it's being told sure now, some mm. i do actually mind the story that's being told um, see i usually know. take issue with the story right that's told. a little difference yes and the way it's being told i yes. take issue with everything so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i think sometimes what you know Sometimes, sometimes, usually I'll watch a movie that's bad and I'm like, well, I can see how this story could have been told in a better way. So right. I typically don't take issue with the story. Sometimes I'll take theological issues or I'll, I'll sure. point out things where I'm like, that's more basing it off of what, you know, this is, these are people who believe the Bible. So I'm not like, well, my right. theology doesn't say that. I'm just like, well, you're saying you believe the Bible, but the Bible says this. And so sure. you you've set the rules and you're breaking them. Yes. And so right. within their own their own world. But there is sort of that kind of aspect that if you're um, if you're telling a story that you that that's a well, let me ask this. Let me say it as a question, since I am kind of interviewing mm. you guys. It's the Craddock of you. Where do you guys uh, where do you guys stand? Because you mentioned these two different genres. One of them is is asking for you to join. Uh, you might mm. you might know that as the Christian one. If you, didn't know. <laughs> you know, join the club, you're not typically being asked to join, even if it's a super like spiritual horror film. Nobody's actually asking you to believe it at the end how does that make you feel well i don't so i i in a sense i disagree with your premise because so like because like i we had this we had an episode about you know like our our hit horror films bad for you and and one of the things we differentiated between was there there are horror films that wants you to be afraid of what's on screen. And there are some that actually want you to vicariously enjoy the torture that's going on on Mm. screen. And uh, so like, you know, I think that Silence of the Lambs does this somewhat and the Saw films do this, you know, absolutely um, invite you to enjoy vicariously the idea of uh, being a serial killer and torturing people who kind of deserve it. And so I think there is a sense in which horror films do invite you into an experience and invite you to join, you know, um, a moral side. I mean, certainly like Invisible Man, uh, this year's Invisible Man invite you to in- to um, join the side of like, let's believe women when they say that they're, you know, yeah, there's socially abused. conscious horror movies being made. Get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you just mentioned. And so, and so, yeah. and I, so I think that 
you know, Christian films say it explicitly oftentimes, like, you know, we want people to be more, there'd be more Christians, you know, it's like, but, yeah. but I don't think that's really much different than what oftentimes horror films do. But some horror films, yes, are asking, you know, you to join different things or are not necessarily asking you to join everything that's on there. Mm. For me, I would, it's, that's an interesting question. And I'm not necessarily going to disagree. I think there are definitely instances. Um, I agree with both of you, Joseph and uh, Kevin. But for How me, diplomatic. I think, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very centrist. Yes, um, very good. But for, both for sides me, I have think good points. I wouldn't mind, honestly, um, Christian films asking people to join the club. I think there is, you know, a, a biblical evidence that we are to go into all the world and create disciples, mm -hmm. right? So sure. I don't mind Christian films saying, hey, here's a film, here's a story that should push you to join the club of Christianity. What I do mind is that, and again, we keep on coming back to this and I hate to um, keep on beating a dead horse. It's okay, but... I've been doing it for six years. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're very bad movies. Yeah. And so yeah. essentially at the end, when you're saying join our club, you're saying join a club that's headed by a guy who doesn't mind bad things being made and i think yeah. that you know the whole co-creator kind of concept is that uh when we create we create in the image of god and we must create uh to the best of our ability with what we were given and if we're creating bad art that reflects a if you're creating poor art that reflects a poor god mm. and so i don't mind the actual asking to join the club i i mind the asking people to join the club with a very poor representation of the club that you would be inviting them into yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great that that kind of that's was along the lines of what I was thinking, like, more, not so much asking people to join the club, but do you think that there is a different responsibility uh, and it, yeah, in, no, in think... making these films because it is something that the people who are making it really believe are true? Um, yeah, no, I think that or the, you're you know... supposed to the people watching it, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I think I... that does kind of answer the question. Though, Joseph, it sounds like you have more to say about it. <laughs> no, we I always think, well, have more to say. We always say, yeah, so you, you can cut us off anytime, no, no worries. No, I I, I, th I think that... I an hour. <laughs> when the... When the... There is, as a... When you're doing... Uh, the thing that you were touching on slightly is that art is different from a sermon. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're making art, it is different from a sermon. And so, you know, I always tell people that, you know, you know, the, oftentimes what Christian films tend to do is sound like you know, they're the, you know, the mom sitting down with the, their daughter and saying, why, why aren't you married yet? You know, here's all the reasons <laughs> that you should get married. Oh, and nice. I think, Good. I think that, which nobody likes, they just want to, when do I get to leave? Like, when do yeah. I get to leave this conversation? <laughs> which is, you know, arts and movies should be more like you're sitting down with your friend who's just gotten married mm. and they're explaining to you how wonderful marriage is and why they're enjoying it so much. And, and they're also you know, honest about the difficulties of right, it too. And exactly. I feel like that's a big part that's missing from quote unquote. Right. But I, films. but I also, I also is think that, that you go ahead. I was gonna say, I just think it's where what Christian films do. I've also heard this concept from um, interesting author. I can't remember the name of, but he says Christians nowadays, we're trying to sell God like mm. a product sure. yeah. and any commercial, you're going to ignore the bad stuff or the hard stuff about the product. And you're going to magnify the good stuff, which create, which creates these films that are completely inauthentic to the actual faith journey that I think most of us who are of faith have experienced. And so unfortunately, very often when you're asked to join the club and then you join the club, you're like, 
I was not sold. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're not sold. This is hard and difficult. I thought I said a prayer and everything wrapped up in yeah. the end very nicely, and that is not happening. Mm. And that's and that's and that's that's true. The honesty bit is definitely a, another part of it. But even before you get to sort of the honesty part, just the idea of doing art that's like let me share with you my experience rather than let me tell you what you should believe is is a problem that oftentimes christians uh, get mixed up in in their in yeah. their stories yeah no i i like that comparison i i've always felt that like christianity that is a sales pitch um whether it's in a movie or just kind of in your day-to-day life i always felt uncomfortable with door-to-door uh let me hey i got something for you it's Jesus. <laughs> Um, was was felt inauthentic where if yeah. you, you know, if you see, if you're at Best Buy and they're like, let me tell you about the new and improved vacuum cleaner <laughs> that we got, you're going to be like, eh, I'm sure they're paying you a lot <laughs> yeah. to tell me about this. <laughs> but then if you're at your friend's house and they're like, they whip out their vacuum cleaner to clean up, I don't know, something, something you cereal. spilled, uh, cereal that you spilled something yeah. on. And they're like, man, this thing is working. This this is the best vacuum cleaner I've ever gotten. Then that is gonna, it, it's that's gonna entice you to want to go yeah. out and buy it because it's somebody that you trust. Until you find out they're also in the pocket of big <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> getting a kickback. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, then you're just, you don't know what to do with your life. Yeah. And that's, that that's when you find other friends and that's, you know, yeah. the, uh, which the, I have, the, the, well, at least yeah. I've, I've <laughs> lost all my old friends. So right. I'm in, the, I'm on the market for friends. Right. Well, we'll have our people call your people. Thank you. Well, thank you. So that's why <laughs> I brought you guys here today. <laughs> yeah. man, yes. it, man, have you ever been in a, uh, uh, an old friend gets in touch with you and it's like, Hey, I just want to meet for something. One hundred percent, and yeah. then nah, it turns out an am it's an Amway pitch. Well, no, usually I just don't like I just don't meet with old friends. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I have I have heard, see it's never gotten to a meeting part. They always are incompetent, and so they just say, "Hey, let's get in touch again." By the way, would you like to see this new product? Yeah, like they they always oh, really? jump in clutch before it we meet. Before, yeah, I've gotten it, uh, and that's what you're you're right. That's what a lot of Christian movies feel like. They feel yeah. like someone's like, hey, and that's what scares me about sometimes about movies that like, not scares me. God's in control. He can he can <laughs> overcome a bad movie. But, you know, if can I, he? I don't know. Maybe not. Is he that sovereign? I don't know. <laughs> I, he might not be. I, uh, I look at these. Uh, I, I often will look at a um, Christian movie when I'm watching it from the perspective of if I wasn't buying any of this. Sure. What yeah. would I think? And definitely that kind of like, oh, I thought this was going to be a football movie or I thought this was going to be yeah. a psychological <laughs> yeah. thriller. Yeah. And uh, man, I I keep on making these jabs at thy neighbor because I want to like actually <laughs> tr- uh, segue into it. And then we get talking about other stuff. I'm not just subtly like making fun of a movie that you were in. Uh Though I am, and it's pretty funny and good. <laughs> but you're not only doing that. I'm not that. only doing that. Uh, yeah. I've done plenty of that for that movie. Uh, but there is that level to where you're like, I think like, man, if if I was watching this, you know, it would feel like I went to meet a friend and then got the old switcheroo. And actually, I'm trying to sell yeah. you something here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's a great. Yeah, that's interesting. And I would also say, just to add to that, I'm going to bring it back to my point again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But the honesty bit, I've noticed yeah. interpersonal in my life, when I try to talk about my faith just out of context, like, you should be a Christian, yeah. especially in my you know, teenage years when I was mm-hmm. going to those conferences. It's like, go and witness to seven of your friends and get them to say a prayer. And 
I know this is like get older... tithing friends to come to this church. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and they would essentially kind of train in this way where you just talk about all these great things that will happen. You will get married and have the the best marriage of you of, in history if you if you just follow God. You will have your finances uh, fixed. Yeah. You will everything will you know cancer will be clear if you have cancer we'll clear it up we'll get it and they we'll promise... take care of that for you just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you they promise you all these things which is you know i i think we're seeing a resurgence and maybe a rebranding of the um what's that movement health or wealth and but i've noticed that when in my own life the most powerful times that i've shared my faith are when the times i'm going through really terrible things mm. and my friends are watching me going through <laughs> terrible things and they see that my life isn't perfect they see that god hasn't fixed everything but they see that I am being carried through it, that I that I have something that is pulling me. My faith yeah. is informing my decisions and informing my mind and depression or whatever might be going on. It's those times I feel like are the most effective when my friends have been most open to hearing about my faith because they see an honesty behind it. Yeah, And I feel like that's what Christian movies don't do. They don't give the honesty because God is a product to them and they're trying to sell God. So they need to hide all these things that are hard about it as opposed to show that no, life is really tough. Hold on. My I think it's my my thing. I don't I don't think it's your oh, thing. Wait, there we go. Wait, am I back? Okay. Wait, did he cut out? I think he cut out. Oh. Oh, so good. Well, I'm back also. Oh, can, okay. someone just, can someone just wrap up what I was saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right <laughs> what you said just now. <laughs> it was most of it, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just want to see more honesty because I yeah. think honesty is really effective in Christian films. And I think right now we're doing a lot of selling God and mm -hmm. that involves a lot of I, I hesitate to say dishonesty, but at least um, edit, highly edited honesty. Yeah. <laughs> lives of omission at the very least. Yeah. And I feel like that's not ever going to win anyone um, to your side if you if you yeah. try to hide the things that are hard. And But honesty really does touch and affect people when they experience it in art. Well, I, I think that there is it does something that type of i hate to say honesty as well because it it does kind of imply dishonesty and i don't always think that that's that's <laughs> yeah. the case i think um people feel that they're being honest but if you can remove that burden that this is your responsibility um that you gotta that the blood is on your hands if someone doesn't get saved but instead yeah. you're yeah. sharing your experiences that is very much or sharing real world experiences i think that can lead to better storytelling and yeah, more yes. authenticity because wh whether it's you making a movie or you just sharing something with your friends, if you can, it'll lead to better friendships too. I think yeah. I, I mm -hmm. found that where, um, you know, you can, you can share your life experience with someone and they know that you're being honest. They may walk away and not agree. And if yeah. you can mm -hmm. be okay with that, then uh then great that i mean i yeah. think that's better and and i think that because it isn't up to you like it isn't your yeah. um it's it's them it's between them and god and they have to choose mm. jesus choose yeah <laughs> are you sure about that kevin <laughs> well that's, that's something we that were talking I... we were too serious for too long i needed to get a joke in there yeah well, that's something that I, you know, I just very quickly that I see 
a lot of people in my, in my generation, our generation, struggle with because uh, your generation don't uh, my generation. Okay, is it? <laughs> just a love. Yes, Kevin yeah. is much older. <laughs> <laughs> but is that um, you know they there in other generations there there are different burdens of like okay if you do X Y or Z that's how you get people to be uh, Christians. I know I was reading uh, was it the book um, uh, the birth of the Protestant work ethic. Um, that was uh, talking about how, you know, Calvinists believed that the evidence of their salvation was that they did good works or they worked really hard. Um, but sort of in my generation, it's, you know, the, the sort of the, it's that if the proof that you're saved and you're the real Christian is if non-Christians like you. And mm-hmm. so there's this idea that, and so I know a lot of people I, in Bible study with people who, who say, um, well, I can't share my faith or share things like that because I'm a bad Christian and nobody would, and then that would make God look bad. Interesting. And so it's- You and don't so want to I, hurt your testimony. I don't want to hurt right. my testimony. And so yeah. this idea that this idea, this pressure on being a good testimony is, uh, a, is a big deal. You might that be I, the I only Jesus do. they ever see. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You're exactly. kind of the brand ambassador for God. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think yeah. that there's, on the one hand, we don't want people, it's like, we want, you know, we want to say, hey, don't be a jerk. You know, like, sure. you know, look, people, this might be the only thing that Jesus ever see. But on the other hand, I'm seeing how much pressure that is. And often, like you said, the best friendships, the most deepest friendships and the most authentic, you know, and the, the most, you know, um, powerful expressions of faith have come by just being vulnerable and honest. And so mm-hmm. it is a, a difficult thing that people, you know, put so on So what themselves. kind of Christian am I if non-Christians are like me, but Christians really do not? Um, I, I think that doesn't matter. I think that it matters is are you actually <laughs> okay. following Jesus? Oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. We're good. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're giving out free, like what kind of Christian am I? What kind of Christian am I? Uh, I got a fair. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go Joseph. So Joseph will tell you what kind of Christian you are. Right up, it's like only hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll set up the, the BuzzFeed quiz. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Christian are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like that. So I've made several jokes about uh, the movie <laughs> Thy Neighbor. Hey, nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> and Nathan, you were the superstar of that movie. So to believe it. Um, you know, it's interesting because that uh, there are many different types of Christian movies. Uh, I think you mentioned like two different, you know, uh, well, uh, oh, you know what? You mentioned two different genres of movies. There's horror and Christian. But within the Christian genre, which is a term I hate to use because I don't think it's a genre. It's a market. Um, a genre mm-hmm. is is a artistic decision where you kind of do you hit those artistic points. So Beats, yeah. using, yeah. using, including those attributes of that genre, yeah. uh, doing like um, a, a found footage film, you can immediately, you know, oh, I know what the attributes of that are. It's yeah. handheld, shaky cam. We've, we found this footage uh, type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Hence found footage. Yeah. And, uh, but Christian isn't that. Christian is more like kids movie, which also isn't a genre. It's a target mm. market. And, it's a good comparison. Uh, and I've had people uh, disagree, and that's fine. They're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but it's I fine. do think within Christian, you know, much like Christian music always had kind of genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, you have, outside of like, this is a genre film that is a Christian film, you do have kind of like different types of bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, mm, and, uh, yeah, so here we go. 
Um, you see Nathan Clarkson clam up really Well, quickly. as a reviewer, <laughs> it is hard to kind of, I used to do a percentage, like I, like Rotten Tomatoes, where I'm like, I give this, and I found myself really feeling like, well, I can't give 50% to this movie and this other movie. Like, that doesn't seem mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That seems downright wrong. You know, I can't give a 25% to God's Not Dead, and then also a 25% to, like, some indie film that and I'm not talking about because <laughs> I don't want to give a percentage on it. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> not talking about your film, but um, so that's that's probably the most interesting thing exploring films is in non-Christian films and in criticizing them and doing a mystery science theater esque thing with them is finding out like what is it really about this movie that I like and that I dislike, and I think that. Thy Neighbor is one of those movies that does have a lot of things that I enjoyed with it, especially Mm. thinking about it as a movie. And I think maybe you were going there with this. It's a movie that is within a genre uh, that is a horror film or a a psychological thriller. And and then it lands within the Christian realm as well. Uh, So there's lots of movies that I've reviewed that are much worse than that movie but i was harsh on it and i almost felt like i had permission to be a little harsher on it because the director told me to review it Mm. uh and then i uh don't think he appreciated my review so you know it's just one of those things that happens uh i don't think he's gonna be on the podcast to be honest with you I was second choice, wasn't I? Yes, I was going to have him. He canceled, and I. Uh, but you've act- you were actually pretty uh, pretty fun about it from the very beginning. I think you left a a comment early on, and I laughed, and then I was like, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> yes, that's right. I saw that. Yes, you were kidding, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about the film, and then I love, I love when I can have somebody on the show who has actually seen my reviews and knows what I do, because then they can criticize me to the degree that I've criticized the movie that they were involved in. I I like a little, I like some pushback. Sometimes people don't know who I am when they're on my podcast, which makes it real awkward (laughs) when I start ripping them apart for their their films. So tell me a little bit about getting involved in the film and about the movie, because people may not have seen my review uh, even if they've already seen the movie, because nobody's watched my review without first seeing the movie, of course. Well, that's interesting. So this interesting kind of concept talking about all of this. Um, one, Kevin, speaking about your reviews, um, a lot more Christian actors, filmmakers watch your reviews and never admit it than you probably know. In fact, a very, very well-known Christian star showed me one of your videos, and that's how I got turned on one of your videos. Oh, great. And... They, <laughs> and they laugh very secretly because the reality is um, I, I think a lot of us who are in this world know the idiosyncrasies and shortcomings of this world. And it, it was, it's an interesting place for me to be. I, I've lived for the past 10 or 12 years in LA and um, in New York where I work in both secular and Christian films because I am a Christian. And so I will get drawn into those every now and again, I'll fly out to you know middle America and do one. So it's interesting. I have an interesting position where I see both of these different worlds of cinema and film. And, you know, cause I think a lot of um, the actors and filmmakers and stuff, they live outside of the New York and LA's and they're making 
movies inside this context of, um, or I should say outside the context of where the mainstream is being created. Mm. And so living in LA, New York, I know what movies ought to look like. I know what scripts ought to look like. I know what is good dialogue. I know what is bad dialogue. And so I think a lot of people don't understand, at least the people in my position who both work in the secular and Christian film industry, is that we know um, when we're reading the script, what is good, what is bad, what is not going to work. But as an actor, you don't have a lot of control mm. over that. Pretty much uh, only producers, directors, and writers really have control over that. But as an actor, you also want to be in projects. You also want um, to uh, act in things, especially things that are that are touted uh, or sold as um, your faith being involved with your art. And so you want to be a part of those things. Okay. And what I can say about the movie that I really like is I, I was proud of the director because he took a step out of the form, out of the safe form. And I think that's a really scary thing to do, especially in an industry that really makes it clear that there are boundaries you do not cross if you want to make any money or sell your movie, yeah. if you want to make any living. And a lot of these directors, they really have put a lot of money and time and effort in that. So what I applaud is the director of this film um, actually stepping out of this genre, trying to do something um, that hasn't been seen at least very many times um, in this little world. So I, I was immediately attracted to that when I auditioned and got the role. I liked that it was sold to me as this is a a Christian film, but we're pushing boundaries. We're going to try something that hasn't been done for a horror Christian film or a psychological uh, thriller Christian film. We're going to push some boundaries. And that's what I really liked about it. And what I and then ultimately, I think what was hard for the film was that when you're trying to push boundaries, but still remain in this Christian space or and by Christian, I mean the the market. Mm -hmm. space it does limit you to how far you can push these boundaries even while you're pushing boundaries and so i'd say that the hardest parts of the movie were where i wanted to see things go further i want to see things explored to a greater degree but there had to be a prayer or a message or something i don't want to say shoehorned in but kind of put in um so it could still attract so the christians can say well it's still it's still christian i guess we can still buy it and call it okay and i think that that combination it's kind of trying to serve two masters and i think that is really really difficult um so there are things that i i applaud i applaud the the direction i i really liked initially when i got the role seeing wow this is someone's trying something new that's what initially attracted me to the film they're trying to push boundaries they're trying to do something that not a lot of christian films have done um but i guess my frustration um, and this and, and many other movies is that the director, the writer, they, I, I imagine, I don't know, I'm not quoting anybody, um, but they felt eventually constrained about how far they could actually explore mm. these themes or characters or things. And that's what I always wish when I'm in Christian movies, I always, I'll see a spark of the director wanting to explore a deep life issue, but then immediately having to kind of pull it back and shoehorn some Christianese saying in. And that's, I think that's frustrating because I want to see Christian filmmakers go further and actually explore real things of real life in really deep and sometimes uncomfortable ways. Cause I think that's where really effective art is created. Um, but ultimately that's how I got involved that I heard that so much that a, a Christian guy was making a pushing the boundaries horror film. And that's kind yeah. of ultimately what drew me to it and said, yeah, I'll absolutely do that. That sounds like an interesting experiment. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And please know that my show is not a, uh, you don't have to say anything you don't want to say. 
I mean, you. Oh. I don't have you tied. Well, to, in that uh, case, <laughs> bye. Just, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm not. Let a me gossip retract show everything and, that I said. Yeah. I don't want to be a gossip show, and 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 don't. I don't like talking bad about people. I like learning about what happens with yeah. a film. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that most of my audience is the same way. They they're not like, oh, tell me. I mean, sometimes they're like, why didn't you push David A. R. White harder when he was on? And it's like, well, because he would have hung up the phone. And uh, <laughs> and maybe next time, now that we know each other a little better, I can push him harder. Um, you know, with Alex Kendrick, when I interviewed him, I knew he was a friend, and also he's in charge of his movies, and so yeah. I can I could say, why didn't you do this in the script? And it is his fault if it isn't a different way because he writes the script and directs it and, and all of that stuff. Um, and still chooses to make the movies that he makes. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. And, uh, I no, think but, you mean God leads him to make. The yeah. Movies, God, so. Yes. He's still, uh, man, God is just not a good script writer. I think is the problem here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's uh, true. All right. Where's where's our where's our blasphemy count for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, it's not me. It's, it wasn't me. It's this woman that God gave me that uh, uh <laughs> so it's a little reference, little Adam and Eve reference for you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, Inside baseball, right? But there. I do I do enjoy like learning about that. So I totally get that like you're not going to sit here and say, yeah, that movie is because you you're friends with people who are involved in the film. Um, sure, yeah. I, what I find interesting more is kind of the um, it, it, the realm of Christian film and uh, and all of your flubbed lines is really the thing that I, <laughs> I'm mostly interested in. Now. Uh, yeah, well, those uh, it's interesting. And this, by the way, this is I, an indictment to be of Christian. To be honest, I haven't seen this movie in two years, so I don't know if there are flubbed lines. But uh, I have zero doubt that there are flubbed lines. <laughs> but it is interesting being an actor as opposed to because I, I I have a production company where I make my own films, mm. but I'm also primarily an actor. I, I make most of my living from acting, and. This is this goes for secular world Hollywood and middle America Christian films. It can be really frustrating to be an actor and look at your lines and, and go, you're kidding me. You're, you're kidding me. But you, you have very little power. Unless, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or Marlon Brando, you have very little power to say this line doesn't work. This is a ridiculous line. And so it, it is interesting as an actor. You I don't say yeah, but like will. if you did, though. If you if I did, <laughs> just for if, just for your lines, are they gonna fire you? Um, at least start halfway through production. Start doing that. Yeah, you know that's a good <laughs> idea. Just you know, but if you shoot out a sequence, you're gonna notice a um a big change from. Yeah, that's true. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, hello. 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 Oh, right. Okay. There. Okay. I'm back. Uh, where did I leave off? Where did I cut off? I said, oh. "Why don't you?" You said, uh, "Well, they're shot out of sequence." So, uh, is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it is frustrating as an actor, and this goes for both the Christian world and the faith base, uh, the uh, the secular, the secular evil Hollywood world. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it, it is tough because. 
writers and directors are attached to the lines and um, very often you have very little power, you can try. And I've definitely come to a place in my career where, I'm, where before I accept a role, I'll be like, I will do this, but here are my thoughts and I really need this to change on stuff. But um, very often you have very little power. And so, um, especially when you're trying to get credits under your belt, it can be a very frustrating mm. process being an actor in a movie in which you think the writing could um, improve. And so that that's when a that's just a, a little actor inside bit. Well, Believe I imagine me, a lot that of the... like I imagine that there are times where you're like, man, this writing could really improve, but it that doesn't mean you know what the better line, like that your line that you'd come up with would be better than that one. I always know. Oh, and okay. I'm not actually joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because I, when, you know, when I read through the Overcomer script and, and gave my thoughts, there's a few things where I'm like, this would work better. And there are a few points that I rewrote and was like, here's, here's a, this sequence better and here's why it's better. But there are times where I'm like, if I rewrote these lines, I don't know if it's going to be better. And then it's my fault. And so <laughs> I won't, I'll just say kind of theoretically all of this because that's what I do I don't rewrite lines on my show when I'm reviewing a movie I just say that line was poorly written or I don't think that line was written I think that was improv the thing is I've tried this before I've tried being like hey what if I said it like this yeah. and they're like huh that's interesting interesting no. idea do it for your movie <laughs> yeah. or i've also done this before where i'll i hope i can kind of sneak this like edit in mm -hmm. and yeah. i'll take It'll my script that i've out. memorized and i will literally change the lines and like okay that was great um can we get a script over here and uh, let's try this again but <laughs> oh, have you man. on script this time uh, and so yeah there there actually absolutely has been attempts uh both in the christian and secular world but uh the actors are there to uh, yeah. be a machine and say the lines and look pretty. As, as Chris Pratt said, you are an elaborate <laughs> prop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, and what's interesting, because, you know, I hear Harrison Ford talk, you know, you can write this stuff, but you sure as hell can't say it, uh, about Star Wars. And yeah, Are we allowed to say that word? Uh, no. Uh, well, I'm referencing a quote, and also okay. I was actually referencing <laughs> the God. place of hell, that in hell <laughs> you can't say those words because you have eternal separation from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, but in, you know, but then I see someone like Willem Dafoe who's like, I just want to be a color in the palette of the director. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really admirable that he says things like that. Yeah. Um, but also, what a pansy, you know? Harrison <laughs> Ford's the real but, hero. He's the real man over here. The thing is, I actually, um, I really do try to be a good actor and get mm. along with everyone and do it. But um, I will say, <laughs> I've had a lot of directors um, headbutt with me because I will try to, and I guess that's, that's just knowing your place and learning humility and all that. Yeah. I, I don't know where the line is, but yeah, I've had definitely well, and multiple it isn't, headbutts with directors. It is true. It's not your job as an actor to change Hollywood or change, uh, you know, change anything. You know, it's, it's your job to be who you were when they cast you, when they saw your audition, yeah, yeah. you got to be that because that's who they cast. And if you're not that, then they're going to find someone else probably, or you just messed them up because I always blame the casting agent when I see, yeah. when there's somebody who's like, this person doesn't fit the role at all. I'm not making fun of the actor. I'm actually typically fairly like lenient on the actor because I know how much isn't their fault. Yeah. Um, but 
it is the you know it is i had someone upset at me there was i was like man this girl what you know it was a role that was supposed to be like an attractive person and it wasn't uh (laughs) and so i didn't say a lot about it i was just like what's happening here and the director wrote to me and was like it's fine that you make your reviews which of course it is we live in a free country (laughs) but also like he was bothered that i would like you know critic you know it's he was standing up he was he was white knighting for this uh, actress and i was like i'm not criticizing her like i'm criticizing whoever it was which i know criticizing you yeah <laughs> whoever whoever casted her it she doesn't fit the role and uh you know and and it's um there is a a machine there that movies Mm -hmm. are a machine and if one person's like i'm actually i know how this movie's supposed to go uh and it's like but you're not you're not the director you you can go do this on your own movie yeah which is why you have actors going i think i'm gonna make my own movie because then i can (laughs) control everything yeah Yeah. no i've definitely sort of uh, had different sides of this right i have had been a, a director and had you know, people think that they're directors on the on the project when they're not. Yeah. Um, but it's particularly as I was less experienced and they, they smell blood in the water, they smell mm. weakness. And it's like, no, well, I, I can, uh, this is the way we should really do it. And that being frustrating. But on the other hand, I also do really try to, you know, I, I'm very in love with my own material, but I also do, you know, as I, I think it was, I, I may be misattributing, but I think it was Quentin Tarantino who said that, you know, any good idea you will get credit for if you're the director. So mm-hmm. if, if there's a good idea that you didn't come up with, by all means, you know, like, don't don't ignore it because it wasn't your idea. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I, I think that sometimes some directors should should be a little bit more open to that. But also I've been on the other side where I know that there are some people who think that their ideas are going to be better and they really aren't. Right. Um, so it's, it's a it's a tricky thing. Well, here's something interesting. I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I have found when I work on either big budget TV shows or movies or things like that in the secular world, they are far more open to suggestions sure. than the either. I don't know if it's the Christian world or the indie world when they are like, no, no, say it like this, like I sure. wrote it. Uh, and it's, I don't know what that is. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's, I, it's, I think that's insecurity. a pattern. Yeah, I think insecurity pretty much can be attributed to literally every problem in the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> but well, but I, you know, I think that there is that kind of I, I know people early on in in working on stuff or, or people who feel like they have something to prove. And at some point you get to where you're like, man, I, if someone else wants to do this, I'll let them do it because I need to focus on the things that I'm. I, I'm not going to waste my time with it. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's also like, you know, I mean, yeah, like to that point, like like just example, you know, uh, Aaron Sorkin's not going to lose his status as a great screenwriter because, mm. you know, somebody, yeah. uh, because an actor came up with the best line in that particular movie he did because he's still Aaron Sorkin. He still did West Wing. You and, know? There's so no, it, and there's so many lines in his movies that. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> yes. And so it's like, if you, if, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you are more insecure into trying to prove yourself, you know, then, then you do have something to lose by somebody else, you know, uh, doing something like that. Your pride. Perhaps that's something you should lose though. Oh yeah. I think it's other thing. I remember being on a, uh, it was a comedy TV show and, um, there's a big director uh, who has directed many, many comedies that all of us would know. And I remember being surprised because we got on set and I had, I have a very small role. 
uh, any big TV shows or movies, I have incredibly small roles, sometimes even one word. Um, wow, you got a line. I remember being, That's cool. I got <laughs> absolutely. But I, I was there, and I remember him. And he, you know, he rolled the camera. We did the first take, like it was written on the page. And then he's like, "All right, we're just gonna do like ten or fifteen takes. I don't know, just feel something, just say something kind of funny." Whoa. Yeah. Like, and we tried multiple times. Yeah. And um, and I don't, I think there there was some humility in that. Maybe I don't know yeah. what it was, but ultimately, it was a, it's an incredibly funny scene, a funny show. Um. And I think that's that shows how humility can actually get you a better product by allowing people to be a part of the artistic yeah. uh, creation process and trusting them as well. Absolutely. That's that's something that, you know, you you touched on, Kevin, and, and you've been doing it for six years. And I, I wrote one article that was where all the great Christian films uh, plugging that very, very sliding that in there. But one of the things <laughs> to point out is that there, there are like there are people who are making the Christian films that they're not working in their skill set. Like there are people who don't know how to write, who are trying to write. And there, mm. there are people who who would be better producers than than directors. And there are people who are, you know, who would have a great skill within within film or maybe in some other area of life that God loves just as much as movie making. Um, but they they want to be the writer or they want to be the actor, or they want to be the director when they're when they're not as good at that. They're better at something else. And that's that's something that people don't want to hear because we glorify directors and actors in a way that everybody wants to be glorified. And so we want to believe that we get to be the director or the actor. And I speak that as somebody who's chosen to be a director and writer. So, you know, I, I don't have a lot of credibility to say, you know, go for the thing that's, that's that, that society doesn't glorify, but, yeah. um, but, but I think that that is a, a trap that people can get into. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and there's, I think also the, well, if I'm going to make it, uh, I only get one shot. Sure. Yeah. I, but then there's pressure from outside, you know, funders you know, as well, yeah. where it's like, and well, also, when you're creating a, and I, <laughs> I know a little too much about this. When you are a small filmmaker creating an indie, you have to wear hats you're not good at. Yes, and, good um, point. Excellent so point. So if you watch any of my films, you will very quickly know what I'm good at and what I'm not. <laughs> he should have had a DP. Why did he put a light there? And Or, or whatever yeah. it is, I'm making this up. But you'll very quickly know because I had to wear all those hats. But I think yeah. humility is learning quickly. And and actually making films has made me very aware of this, what I'm good at, what I'm not. And we talked about this a little before we started recording. My new thing is telling young filmmakers, actors, whatever it might be, don't follow your dreams. Cause that is a, an ism that has followed culture for a long time and it seeped its way into the church. And we've kind of rebranded as follow the dream that's uh, that God put on your heart. Follow your I don't calling. think that's true. Follow your calling. I think it's really, God has asked us to follow our skills mm. and not our dreams. And I think when we do that, we will both find ourselves in places where we're, creating better, more quality work and allowing others to do the same in their own respective strengths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Though I also will add to that, that uh, st skills can be developed. Um, and sure, I, yeah. I think that if you have a natural ability to begin with, I think, uh, I guess, sure. Or you have an inclination towards it. I think that sometimes I, and maybe, maybe it's just that like somebody just doesn't have the ability to see that they left, uh, uh, a, a light stand in the shot or something. That like feels that. pointed. Like, that feels pointed. No, I don't, <laughs> somebody doesn't realize that they didn't blur out the snow in the background of their film. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! You think oh, that that shots fired? I feel as if though, like, because with, with me, I I can go back and look at things that I think that there are things that I do that I'm not naturally good at that I either have to do. Um, I, I think sure. that maybe even like 
understanding story. I think that there's a level of like, I naturally understand story, but I don't, I've read a lot about it too. Um, just because I'm like, man, if I'm going to be reviewing movies, I should probably know why I should probably know something yeah. about them. Um, mm. but I feel like, cause you know, Dallas Jenkins is somebody who I, I respect for that particular Absolutely. aspect of yeah. him saying, I am going to be a student of film and study how films are made. I'm going to study great films and learn about them before I start making films. And yeah. I, and he, I've heard him say that. I think he said that at the, at the, uh, the thing, Joseph, Hollywood Divine I, Film the Festival, Holly, the Hollywood, Divine. Hollywood Divine Film Festival. <laughs> Hollywood. The Hollywood Divine. Because it was uh, HD. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they he mentioned, you know, be a student of film. And I think yeah. there are a lot of there's a lot of things you there's a lot of films I see. And I think there should have been some education, like yeah. self-education on this before you hit record. Absolutely. Uh, and some of that is either being on set, being the, the person who isn't in charge. And some of that is when filming a scene and asking a friend like, hey, what's wrong with this? Please yeah. tell me why, tell me why this uh, shot doesn't look right. Because sometimes you can know like, okay, this doesn't look right, but I don't know why. And then you can learn about yeah. blocking and learn about, um, you know, being in focus uh, or having your... <laughs> But a lot yeah. of those things you're talking about are things that you've had to learn out of necessity being a one man band. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there are a lot of people who would, no matter how much they studied, watched, read, would never be good YouTubers or film reviewers. And I feel like I do feel that I'd encourage people not to waste their time. And I know that sounds kind mm. of harsh, no, but I, I have I have interacted with people who who have read, who have studied, who have learned about cinema and they show me their script and I'm going, this is garbage. You're mm. not naturally good at this, yes. but I do know what you are naturally good at. You're really good at producing or getting people together. You really have an eye for casting or whatever it might be, or you might be a great accountant. And again, like Joseph said, you know, you don't have an Oscar for accountants, but if God has called you to that, we don't measure our, again, God's called, we don't measure our success in the world's um, applause. We measure it into living into who we're, Creativity, and if God created you to be something, and you're trying actively to do something else, then I that goes against the natural skills that you have. Then I mm -hmm. think then you are, uh, I don't know how to say this very explicitly, not following God's call in your mm -hmm. life. And I see that very often. And I see that not just in the Christian industry, but in um, the arts and film industry in general, especially the indie world. But I would say follow the things you're naturally good at and then take the time to actually. I mean, I've always been naturally good at acting, but I also didn't say, okay, I'm a good actor. I'm just going to go and be in things now. No, I went to acting school and I studied. I mean, yeah. and I continue to study. So I, I do think there is a dedication and natural skill sure. um, component to yeah, this. Yeah, nobody is just, I'm amazing at this overnight. Or that's very rare, even if you are naturally good. Like, the problem is I'm just so naturally good at taking orders at McDonald's uh, <laughs> that it scares me a little bit. Uh, so I actually have to just develop skills in other <laughs> yeah. areas but if, hey you know in god's kingdom taking orders at mcdonald's is also it is but in kevin's thing. kingdom like in terms of mortgages <laughs> and, and my mortgage getting paid uh, i gotta do other things to uh that's fair and, and that's so fair. so i pretty much fake my way into the industry um which maybe would make me a good actor who knows? Most hey. people do. <laughs> hey, you had that great little role in the uh, in the, um, 
that uh, was it uh, uh, the zombies uh, election. Uh, oh uh, right, I did th- have oh. that. Yes. You know what? Send me your reel, Kevin, and maybe I'll cast you in something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, great. I've got it ready right now. <laughs> I actually have the link copied. Uh, well, resume. well, Nathan, we're not going to skirt past this. I know you think you're you got past the. Uh, <laughs> I got to go. You distracted. Us. Uh, all right. So you saw my review. I don't know if you rewatched it recently. Um, I assume that you're just constantly watching my review of your movie. <laughs> At least a couple times a week, typically. Yeah. I'd, I'd love for you to, to – well, this wouldn't be definitive because obviously I'm sure if we got uh, the director on here, he would give way more. But what are some things, some grievances you might have uh, – with things that I said that maybe I just didn't understand. I don't think you talked enough about his acting, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked a little more, um, uh, a few more compliments about the the lead. I just felt like he <laughs> nailed it. And even though he had some tough lines, he just brought a realness and a depth that really <laughs> sold the entire thing. So aside from that, no, but um, in all seriousness, oh, this is a uh, rough I, I, I agree with everything. Um, I pretty much I know that's enjoyed... not true, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, no, but it I is think... good to, to, it is good to tell me that you agree with all the things that I say and that that's how I make, make sure friends. you tell me I'm funny somewhere. Yeah. In there. <laughs> no, I do think, again, you have a natural skill, which you have honed um, for identifying quality story, things like that. So I, I actually appreciated the review. And to be honest, I thought it was, even though there are obviously some very logistic things you said that really could have maybe strengthened or, or, or made it better or whatever you want to say. Um, I do think you were actually in this way, enjoy you, You're not mean spirited in your reviews, which is why I was able to enjoy watching it, even though I was a part of it. And I obviously have a little bit of removal because it isn't my project. I didn't mm. write it. I didn't produce it. I didn't put my, you know, finances and, and life, on the line for it. I just was a part of it. So I probably got to enjoy it more so than the director who did doing all those things. I'm trying to think about the grievances I have. Um, I think there's one scene in which I yell something and you took some shot at how I yelled it. And I don't know, man, I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive you for that, but I'd say that was just the one shot you really took at me and my performance. I don't know. I'd say that's the one place. Did I like repeat it? Sometimes I'll get stuff like that and repeat it throughout the review. I'll just cut back. No, I think I generally, typically when I watch um, your your reviews, what I see is you actually do want good Christian art. And I and I, it's funny, I watch you go into your reviews, the ones I've seen, and you have hope, which is really dumb, <laughs> but you have hope. <laughs> and Maybe I think that's a great way one. to approach this because you want things to be good, especially things that reflect God. So... Um, one, I think it was done in a kind and lighthearted way. And two, the, the valid criticisms you have, I typically tended to agree. I wish I had more to tell you. I wish I had more criticism to offer you. Yeah. Um, that would be more fun and better TV, but I yeah. don't. So no, it's sorry. okay. It's okay. Boy, I got through that real easily. Well, <laughs> we'll just have to have you on next year around Christmas time uh, after I review uh, your movie, Miracle on Highway 34. Uh, yeah, well, which, that's, you know, as long as I can cash the check, you can say whatever you want oh, to okay. about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, you're just doing what your audience is begging for. But I, I will imagine. say, I will say, I have zero, f- if you ever did review any of my films, I have zero fear because 
I am acutely aware of every mistake, more so than you or any other reviewer, of every mistake, of every um, plot hole uh, mistake in the production. I'm acutely aware of those things. And I and I then why make them? Because (laughs) when you have a crew of four people and shooting a film in five days on a budget of point zero 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 one percent of most films, uh, things can fall through the cracks and. And that's natural, but I'm aware of them. And I think at some point, and this is always tough. I'm always, you know, yelling, Christians should make high quality, better art. Mm-hmm. But also we have been given a certain amount of resources to do that with. And yeah. so, and at some point, if you said, I need to make a perfect film to re- represent God perfectly, then you're never going to make a film because films will not be perfect. My, the way I comfort myself when I watch my movies that are admittedly very rough and have a lot of mistakes and are not perfect is I attempt to do the best I can with what I have, um, whether it's few resources or a lot of resources. And that's what I try to, when I generally watch anybody's film, Christian or not, I, I ask myself, did they do the best they could with what they had? And very often it's not. And my films are rough, so it seems hypocritical for me to ever say that, but I do attempt to do the best I can with what I had. Um, but I have no fear of people making fun of it because I've gotten to this point where I'm very self-aware and mm. understand my own shortcomings especially my artistic works and so it doesn't hurt me because you kind of go yeah yeah of course i should have done that of course the snow should have been out of focus as well of course i should have delivered this line better um and you can kind of laugh at it and i think that's such a a much more easy and better way to approach your art knowing that you are in process and you hopefully will make better and better things in the future but again that comes with dedication to actually learning and wanting to become better and not just being satisfied with where you are but i encourage any filmmaker be a little more lighthearted. Be willing to accept um, the, the shortcomings you have in your eye and also be willing to listen to criticism so you can make a better movie that Kevin will criticize a little less in his yeah. next review. <laughs> well, make I, a much less entertaining review. Yeah, I know. It's like, wow, what do I do with this? <laughs> I got to find something. I'm hoping to make a film someday you, that you're just like, well, I, I, can't, I can't do this because well, there's nothing bad about it. That's, uh, that's a bad approach probably. I always say like <laughs> – I think it's good to well, listen to criticism and always take it with a grain of salt because like, yes. you know, like cinema sins, like every, no movies without, without sin, like they can find something and you can find something to well, criticize. So if you're constantly like, oh, I better not. Like I have to make sure I don't do that with my review where I'm like, oh, people will react to this. And then I'm yeah. making some milk toast pointless review <laughs> that isn't saying yeah. anything. But if I can make something that it, like if I'm afraid then maybe that's good. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to get criticized for this point that I yeah. make, for this joke that I make. Like, maybe that's, at least there's substance then to but what I I'm making. It's another thing, the way that critics make, you know, movies better is also in there because, I mean, you know, the the, the story about how the Russo brothers were fans of the Honest Trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they when they made Captain America Winter Soldier, their first MCU film, they, they definitely said, okay, we need to make this Honest Trailer proof. Right. And of course, the Honest Trailer people then, you know, this, went, went and challenge. said, oh, took it as a challenge. They yeah. said, okay, well, it's a really great film. So we're going to get down to nitpicking. Yeah. And so, you know, way, just under um, underhanded um, uh, sneak in here. I just realized, and I told you this a little while ago, my very first line I ever had in a TV show was oh, with yes. one of the Russo brothers. I had zero idea, and this was 10 years ago, yeah. I had zero idea until this year that the Russo brother had directed my very first line in TV wow. show. So yeah, now you can just say, you, you know, you've worked with the Russo brothers. So that's, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm waiting for the call for the next Avengers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. To tie it into whatever movie or TV right, show yes. that was. <laughs> yes. Community. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. But but I think that it's if if you have it's great to have the voice in your head about you know what how people can react to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You still mm-hmm. have a responsibility to choose. Okay, well, yes, people are are going to react this way. I'm going to do it anyway because this yeah. is a story I want to tell. But I think I've I've been made better stuff in my article writing or my filmmaking, knowing okay, this is a way that somebody might react to it, what I say. What's interesting is I think that's exactly why some Christian movies are the way that they are, is because they have a particular audience in their head. That's mm-hmm. like, ooh, we can't, hey, get longer shorts, young lady, because uh, <laughs> oh my God. we're going to get Oh my gosh, I can't let this pass by without saying this. my first movie, um, there's a Christian content reviewer mm-hmm. who reviewed oh. my first movie, and under the nudity section, it literally had girl in shorts. Oh wait, this is plugged in? No, um the um, the other one. Uh movie guy. <laughs> no, no, keep on going. Oh, You'll get there oh, eventually, shoot. but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just watched a movie. Uh Dallas Jenkins' first movie, I think. It was a football movie. I just watched um it called Hometown Legend, and it's not bad. It's kind of like, well, I've seen this before. But um I looked at Plugged In's review after I watched it. And I think that they only watched the beginning because they had like the uh, like grown up stuff, like the language or whatever. And there's definitely like they mentioned a few things at the beginning of the film, but there's definitely some like off color jokes later in the movie that aren't <laughs> mentioned at all. Well, that's hilarious. And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I relied upon plugged in I so know. much in my young years. Yes, I know to protect you from girls in shorts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that is that is interesting that like i think that that's the voice that's in people's heads sure. maybe if they have mm. i i think that's why they all the people who are reviewing these movies that that was kind of my heart was let's just review them as movies and see yeah you know not is this family friendly who cares i know a lot of people do but what if they're not good movies either? And what's interesting, yeah. I used to work with Plugged In. I used to work at Focus on the Family, and the even the people who worked there would tell me, like even Bob Walaszewski would tell me what he thought of the movie before we hit record, because I want he knew I wanted to know, is the movie good? And so he'd mm. tell me, yeah, well, let me tell you about, you know, uh, and he would give his review to me. He had thoughts and opinions, and it's like, all right, let's record this. I'm Bob Walaszewski, mm. and... This movie gets two out of five for family friendliness. Two out sure. of five cannonballs for family friendliness. <laughs> two out of five testicles for family friendliness. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I don't remember two out that of five breasts. I, I knew think I'd is get the way there. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never thought yeah. about that before. Doing really a really dirty version of Plugged In. Uh, <laughs> I think that's your next thing. I, I just yeah, reviewed the adventure. movie. I don't know. Showgirls. <laughs> the positive family content of the yeah. top well yeah however i've found that there's a lot of nudity in this it turns out <laughs> yeah uh so where can people see this uh have we talked about miracle we have not no we did you well, you talked kind of more existentially about like you know when you make a movie and stuff but you're you have a movie that you wrote and directed correct 
And, and starred, yeah. And starred, and you have uh, the tremendous voice acting of Joseph. Also, yours truly. Yes, I knew it was exactly. you. The moment I, uh, the moment <laughs> I heard it, I was that's, like, "That's the use of a cameo voice." Yeah, you know exactly. Oh, that's him! It's him! <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. Now this movie's out already, correct? Yes, it is. It is out. Yeah, this is my third and last faith-based film. What? Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're leaving the face. So- you're you're Joshua harassing us right now. <laughs> yeah. That was that's the goal. You're but, uh, yeah, as I'm just I lay dying. No, 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 no. First, first he announces he's not doing faith based films. Then, like two weeks later, oh. then you find out that yeah, he's and then really you'll whatever, ap- yeah. you'll make a documentary apologizing exactly, for the harm yes. that your movies have done in the past. <laughs> exactly, Honestly, yes. I just really want to make films with tons of cursing and nudity. Yeah, and it's just well, that's like I can't. the way to make a real movie. Exactly. Yeah, I just can't yes. be real. You get him yeah. make it authentic. A hard so. Christian movie. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our friend Spencer. Spencer Moore, uh, yes. But uh, yeah, so it's my third and last faith-based film, so you're going to want to see it. Um, yeah, it's a Christmas film. I made it with a bunch of friends. You go in all January. out with this one. I go you go all balls out. to the walls Christian with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving That's, nothing on the table I'm, as usual. I'm putting that on like the um, the, like the, <laughs> the quote, like the endorsement on the poster. <laughs> exactly, <yes. laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so it, it is out Amazon, iTunes, all that fun stuff. To be you can see that and to be, yes. give Kevin ideas for things you want him to criticize in it because um, it, it, there it's definitely imperfect and rough, but I I believe it has heart and there's some beautiful performances by these actors yeah. Um, yeah. that I will pat myself on the back for hiring. Um, there's and these two was... in a car throughout the movie. Oh my that gosh! Are... <laughs> the the chemistry between them. I believe is they were really the married. Actually, <laughs> well, yeah. you know Hollywood, you kind of fall in love with your stars. Look, even my one even you... my wife told me she walked in and watched some of it with me. She's like, she's really Which, pretty. It... So, which which means she go. walked out at some point. She so. did very quickly. <laughs> like, she, enough to judge your wife and her looks, and then uh, and then yeah. left. I think yeah. that's your next YouTube channel, just judging the appearances of actors. Yeah, but I'll get <laughs> my wife them. in here so that I don't look bad. Yes, there you go. Exactly. One to ten. Yeah. Be like, yeah. well, nice face, body not so much. <laughs> so I think that's a great idea. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Thank so you. It, it was fun and it's out. And if you want to watch a low budget indie that has a heart during the Christmas that was based around a, a Randy Stonehill song, which is Christmas at Denny's about people who get okay. stuck in a diner yeah. on Christmas. So that's it's fun. We had a blast. That's it's a, it's uh, really sweet and really it's exactly the kind of film that I want to watch during, you know, when I'm I'm locked in in New York City, semi-quarantined uh, yeah. during Christmas where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, th- this is uh, the crisp, you know, Christmas love and 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 togetherness is really it's really beautiful. It does that. It gets a real shot in the arm of Christmas spirit in there. And and I really I really appreciate it when I read the script and, and finally saw the movie. So I was glad to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, well, you guys said some really glowing things about the movie just now, so I get I, we yeah. got out of the way. So you get to tell us how uh, wrong we no, are in your review eventually. I will yes. say that, like, I think that this is not a Sega Night Kevin proof film. 
Um, so oh, we'll not, throw yeah. that out there. Sometimes I'll get oh people who are like, how dare you? I came on your podcast, gave you free content, <laughs> so much content. Uh, but I, I don't know say, why Christian films aren't clamoring to get you to review their films. Right? It's great exposure. Yeah. Well, some of them, some of them want me, I do get emails from real, like movies I have never heard of. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have time. These take a long time to put together. But yeah. <laughs> I will say that one thing that I appreciate about the movie, there's a lot of things that I do appreciate about the movie. One thing that stuck out to me is the fact that you understood your budget and you made a yeah. script that works within that budget. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of times, like you said, a mo Christian movies will try to be the Christian version of, and so they'll make like this kind of... Uh, secondhand version of yeah. <laughs> a something that is a little better or is a lot better um and this is a movie that is built to work as a lower budget film uh because it's mm. few locations uh few actors um you know I, and so i really appreciated that about the movie Thank i you. i knew like okay this is a movie that i can i can enjoy and that you you aren't you aren't being uh you're not asking me to believe uh, that this is a real location, <laughs> um, which is something that gets frustrating. You're like, okay, now I have to pretend with them in a way that I'm constantly being removed from the scene. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, also, your actors um, outside of the the people in the car, uh, even though they did they did great. You guys did fantastic. But um, the actors are fun. I didn't like that you uh, made the cop look dumb. You know, I, uh, I think that we need uh, we shouldn't have the comic relief be a police officer. I don't appreciate that. We we made this in January, so you know I probably would have re rethought that had I known. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I remember hearing that you, you know the show Adventures in Odyssey. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so they had a, in their first season, they had a character named, um, it, it, it became Harlow Doyle Private, Private Eye, but he was a cop in the first season. And they got so Harlow many Doyle. letters saying that they shouldn't be making cops look bad and really? that they shouldn't be <laughs> oh making the cop the comic relief that they changed it to a different character who was a private eye criticizing the free market in the private <laughs> enterprise of, uh but i um you know which doesn't which makes less sense because as a private eye you would think he wouldn't be able to maintain his business whereas a police officer i could see it because he can just you know live off of the the public dime but uh that's a little jab at police officers there uh, <laughs> shows I actually, we're an, you're an edgy podcast yes i yeah. actually didn't think it was a problem that you made the police officer be the the comic relief in the film but uh well and people are going to want to watch this before i start making all my depraved movies so they can see how far i've fallen yeah stuff. yeah they'll they, yeah. and it, before you come and come out and do your podcast apologizing for the the <laughs> harm that this movie yes. did spreading yeah. the uh <laughs> yeah spreading christmas cheer yeah. and, and brotherhood of man and all that stuff <laughs> uh but the lead actress is great too uh she did a she did a really great job the the yep. fantastic the diner um not the diner owner because the the owner is the, the waitress the yeah. waitress Sharon. Yeah. And she, and Linear, oh, yeah. by the way, is playing Rosa Parks in Spike Lee's next film. Oh, really? I had no idea when it, yeah, so wow. she's the yeah. real deal. So she's pretty amazing. 
yeah, she uh, she did a great job. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I think, it, yeah, if you're looking for some Christmas cheer, check this movie out. Or if you're looking for a movie that, you know, you want to laugh at, check it out too, you know? <laughs> Nobody's stopping that. Nope, nobody. Not even us. I did that, uh, not with this movie, but with a different Christmas movie. I specifically was at a friend's house this uh, right before Thanksgiving, and we watched a movie just to to riff on it. And it, it oh yeah, really deserved. We, we've it. done that too. We just we've done downed that too. a few bu- brewskis and watched a movie and whatever happened. Time to well, hate watch. It's, we, it's, we, we call it hate watching. We didn't we, consume we alcohol at ours brewskis. because we're Christians. Root but. brewskis. <laughs> But yeah, root I'm kidding. Yes, yeah, all the root beer, the root beer float. So, yeah, yeah, we, did, yeah. We didn't get we didn't get alcohol poisoning, but lots of sugar poisoning. It's interesting yeah. that you're against alcohol, but for female pastors. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm yeah, a, I'm Joseph. A, I'm I, I I don't go with tribes, man. I follow, wow, I follow you're just Jesus like, wherever he yeah. takes me. Yes, <laughs> out of the bars. Exactly, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, John MacArthur oh would be so disappointed. <laughs> I, that's my goal in life. To, was to it John him... MacArthur who said that about recently? Probably. There was some. I, if he, if it's, he probably said it. I don't okay. know what you're talking about. But it he was uh, said it. the the lady in. I think she's in. Oh, oh, I was 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 he talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, I and think I, it was John MacArthur who said the. Um, Pers- Basically, yeah. she shouldn't. Yeah, she shouldn't be a pastor. Oh, Beth Moore. Beth, Beth Moore. Moore. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was yeah, a go, fun go controversy. Yeah. Yes. I know the Christian gossip. I got yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're in on it. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> part of me feels like I should just make videos about those types of things. I mean, you can you can Try start one. another podcast and to That's talk about true. those things. Maybe I will. Like you only have like podcast. four, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. all of this, yeah, all of them are so sparse. So. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll start one with you guys. Maybe this should be a weekly thing where we talk about whatever the latest controversy is. Is that what you guys oh, yeah. do on your podcast? No, I mean that's 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 like like um a, a fifth of what we do on our podcast. Okay, we're more like the big questions of uh, life. You yes, know? Yeah. yes. The exactly. existentialists come to us for answers, and we give them exactly. Them. I do think that there's a level of like, I because I don't say. Like, I, I often feel guilty for not talking about politics, and then I feel guilty when I reference politics. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I do, I do like, I feel bad. I'm like, man, this is, this is really distracting for people. I just feel like there's enough people talking about it, yeah. and they don't need me, one more voice, talking about it, even though I have thoughts and feelings. Yeah. I go, I'd rather talk about the things that I feel like I don't want to get stuck in the mud with. And I feel like there's enough people in the mud fighting that that battle. Yeah. That I don't need to be a part of that. Nice. Yeah. But that's I just me. I I I I want that to be maybe like 20% of what I do. But if if you make it 20% of what I do, people will make it 90% of what you do. Oh yeah. And so yeah. that's a that's a that's a that's a struggle I'm still trying to figure out on how much I should talk about uh, those things. Um, that's that is helpful to people with people I have credibility with, but also um, and does engage in important topics that people should, you know, have uh, you know the the knowledge, the wisdom that I have uh, to impart to them. But on the other hand, not distract from the more important work that I think I'm doing, and that's that's a that's a tricky balance I haven't figured out yet. Yeah, that's it. Talk talk about it to the point of where it's beneficial. And not yeah. distracting from yeah. bigger, more important issues. So maybe our podcast like, will look very different at some other point. We'll talk more about these issues. Um, but right now, 
we don't. When, yeah. when I give up on an acting career, we totally exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You yes. You'll yeah. find out the point where he's given up where the, the content starts to get more political. Yes. That's me. I'm like, man, do I want to distract from the important work of criticizing <laughs> super obscure Christian movies that people work? <laughs> They're, you know, pour all their money You're into. making Christian art better. That's, That's the, the thing, overarching. That... I used to think that, but I don't think it's true anymore. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 I, I will tell you, at a certain point, Christian films, like, you know, when I start making Christian feature films, like mm. that's when it will all get better. And I will link back to people, the work of people like you. And so you will have your career validated. So yeah. there you go. Well, and when I, I make my depraved films, I will make yes, Exactly. This. Yes. This is what you did. You drove me away. Well, yes. apparently the Irwin brothers are gonna are gonna, you know, when their films are good, then that's all that helps all of us. Yeah. They're making it movies absolutely for does. all of us. Yeah. At yeah. least they figured out how to make things look nice. Yeah, they yeah. really trick it's people gorgeous. into thinking yeah. they're watching a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep saying that kind of thing until they come on this podcast because it was John <laughs> Irwin who I met one time and he had seen my review of Woodlawn and he's like you need to start like riding in cars getting Chick-fil-A with Christian film directors Oh my and gosh. that was like the inspiration for me starting this podcast and he Dude. hasn't even been on the show and I've uh, I probably need to pursue him a little more uh, that's, that's what we that's what we idea. need to it is so good. No, I 100%. Uh, but I, I will say that that's what we should do is we should start criticizing all the people that we want on our podcast so that they, they, yeah. so that, no, they, so that they feel compelled to respond. They're like, well, yes. I never. Someone needs to yes. stop these boys. But first we have to get people to actually listen to the podcast and mm. then we can start doing that. Dude, uh, just, that's, that's fair. That's look, fair. if you're afraid to post something, it means it's worth posting. No, that's not true. <laughs> you should never post I, I, something unless you're scared of what of what that you're is fear inform your decision. That's very no, accurate. No, bad right bad decisions. That's no. <laughs> Use the fear. Use it. I well, think guys, that that was the dark side that said that. I'm pretty sure that was the <laughs> Embrace the fear. Yep. Embrace your anger. Yep. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this thank wonderful podcast. It's been a blast. I always have fun. I feel like I could talk to you guys for a hundred hours, uh, but I don't know that you guys would feel as comfortable doing that as uh, <laughs> as I would. You have to give us warning ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, one day we will do this because we're on Zoom. One day we'll do this in person, maybe in New York City with a brewski, a root brewski, a root brewski. and a, root brewski, and a virgin you. whiskey, of course. <laughs> and we will talk ad nauseum. But thank you for having us, Kevin. This yeah. has been a lot of Thanks fun. Thanks for joining me on the show. 